Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. Joining us on Starline is actress, director, filmmaker. You've seen her on Chuck, House, even on a video game, Command & Conquer Red Alert 3, actress Julia Ling. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Julia, you said your parents worked every day of every year, delivering pizzas and sewing clothes so you wouldn't have to live in someone else's garage. Growing up wasn't easy for you. So my parents were rescued. Our entire family was killed in the Cambodian genocide. And so my mom and dad were just teenagers at the time, but they were they met each other at a refugee camp. They were rescued by Americans and sponsored by the First Baptist Church of America and brought over here. They came over with like 50 bucks, and my father never, never wanted to take a penny from the government. He just didn't believe in taking from welfare. And he's like, I'm going to go to the greatest country there is. There's all these opportunities. So why would I want to take from the government? He ended up picking up like four part-time jobs, picking strawberries and doing all these things, delivering pizza. Mom sewed clothes for a living. And so they worked 365 days. And so I had to grow up pretty quickly, you know, when I was little. I did a lot of cooking. I was pretty independent starting like five or six years old. It was hard watching my parents have, there's like effects of five years of slavery that I could see, like my mom had arthritis in her hands and she had scoliosis from the time she was beaten. And there were times when she cried and she's like, I, I had to bury my own mother with my own hands. It was heartbreaking watching my parents go through those memories and nightmares and relive them again and again. It really motivated me to work hard and be successful, hopefully, so that someday I could take care of them so that they wouldn't have to suffer anymore. Let's talk about your parents. What values did they instill in you? My parents taught me so much just by doing, you know, you lead by example. They worked really hard. You always do what you say you're going to do. You keep your word. You're honest. So no matter what, you're honest about things. Like, you know, even if you mess up, you step up and you say, I messed up. You work hard to get everything that you want to do. You be humble. You be kind. And no matter how successful you are, you're always humble. You know, try to be the best version of yourself, really. You know, there's always room for improvement. I started doing this since I was five years old. Every night before I went to bed, my mother taught me to do this, to think about the day and what went right, what went wrong. And then if something went wrong, just look inward and ask yourself, what can you do better? And how can I improve? How can I become a better person? I think that really stayed with me throughout the rest of my life. It always kind of pushed me to become a better version of myself. You thrive once you started school. What made school so important to you? Learning and studying was really fun. I loved learning about things. It was kind of an escape from some of the hard things of reality. You know, growing up, it was seeing my parents go through the challenges and they were sick a lot and they were always tired and they fought and and it was hard because they didn't have money to pay things but going to school it was like I got to read books that I enjoyed I got to study I got to learn about the world and I was just hungry for knowledge you know just I was curious I was very curious wanted to know what was out there actress director filmmaker Julia Ling joins us beyond the mic you were a scholar-athlete at Temple City High School, home of the Rams, when you excelled at dance, tennis, and swimming. You were doing everything. <laughs> really impressed by what you found on me. Yeah, I actually did a lot growing up. It's just one of those 
really passionate kids at school that wanted to try things, wanted to push myself. Tennis, I heard, is just a really good sport at the time. Someone told me, you try to do non-contact sports so that when you get older, you can still play it, you know. <laughs> you can't do football when you're like 80 years old. <laughs> so I picked up tennis. I was on the swim team. I did do dancing outside of that. I did Chinese classes and piano classes. I just studied and worked and trained and practiced a lot of music. I did singing classes, too. And I think it's the Chinese thing where, like, the parents, they give their kids everything. They try to push them to become, like, great at all these things. You know, just really put them on all these classes. And I just remember I was so tired as a kid. I was, like, it was like 2 in the morning, and I'm like, Mom, why do other kids get to go play? And I have to be here doing homework. You know, and it was just like, I was so tired. I'm like, I'm working more than the adults are. She said, you know, someday you'll thank me for it. I do thank her for it. You know, I, I look back and I'm very thankful because it was the fact that I had the opportunity to try all of these things that really made me know what I was good at, what I was not good at, and what I was most interested in pursuing when I became an adult. You went to UCLA. What did you major in? I studied chemical engineering with a biomedical focus. thought at the time, you know, it was kind of cool that engineers could get out of anything. You put them in a box and they'll find a way out, you know. And, and so I studied a lot of math, a lot of science, a lot of physics. Uh, one of my favorite classes was thermodynamics. And it's just kind of cool to understand how different things work. You start to see things differently. You know, I started to learn how to mix my own facial creams, my own shampoos, which is a lot cheaper, by the way. You go out there and it's like, you know, the mall sells them for like $100 a bottle. If you mix it yourself and it costs like five bucks, you're the same ingredients without all of that extra, you know, crap and fragrances and stuff that they put in it. But then afterward, I did a few years of that and then I actually left. Uh, I did not get my degree in engineering. I left to do acting and filmmaking. And then I returned to school after that to finish my degree. I continued with some science courses, but I finished my degree with film producing and the Chinese language. It took a while for you to graduate. When you finally did graduate from UCLA, what emotions came to the surface? Um, none, actually. I didn't even walk. I was just like, oh, good riddance. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be an interesting story on this. How do you go from Cam E to being an actress? So I got roped into the whole thing in high school when one of my girlfriends was doing a fashion show. And she's like, Julie, I don't want to do this alone because senior boppers and girls in high school, they got to do everything together, right? They're in the bathroom together. But so I'm like, sure. I agreed to help her out. After performing, there were actually three Hollywood agents in the audience. I guess they fell in love with me and they called me and wanted to sign me. And so at the time, I remember telling my parents, you know, I'm not going to do this professionally. I'm, I'm still going to pursue neurosurgery or engineering, something in the sciences. I'm just going to do this for fun. And so my mom's like, all right, it's a side hobby. That's fine. But I kept booking things. <laughs> I started booking it. I booked a Disney commercial for Lion King. I booked Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then I just kept on, like, working at Council Commercial. It kind of became, like, wow, this could actually be a fun profession to pursue. That's when I decided school isn't everything. A lot of people, I believe, get their degrees. They come out and they end up in all this student loans that. And some of the richest and most successful people I knew, they were like 
doing video game testing or something, and they never went to school. So I decided to leave school for a bit to follow my dreams, follow my heart. I believe that the time that if you just follow your heart, just do what you love, that the money will follow. Actress, director, filmmaker, you've seen her on Chuck, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, House, Command and Conquer, Red Alert 3, Tango Down is her latest short film. Actress Julia Ling joins us beyond the mic. Now, your company, Silver Rose Entertainment, focuses on projects that create social good. Why was this so important to you? It's really important to me to do good because of one very distinct moment that inspired it, actually. Um, I was sitting in the living room with my father, and he showed me a video of a montage of a bunch of people getting screwed over for trying to be nice. For example, in one of the shots, somebody reached out to try to help a child who had fallen to the floor. The parent turned around and tried to sue him, you know, and like, you're the one that pushed my kid. So my father was like, there's so many bad people out there. We try to help them, but they're just going to turn around and screw us over. That's such a scary world. And so I showed my father a different montage, and I said, Daddy, look, in this montage, there's a bunch of people who are willing to risk their lives just to jump in and rescue somebody from the train tracks. Or There's so much good in this world. And I realized in media, you have the power to make a difference. You know, you either put out movies that's going to instill fear in people and make them want to run home and lock their doors, or you can put out movies that make people want to run home and hug their husbands and tell them how much they love them. And just instill goodness and, and promote goodness in the world. So we started promoting women at first, like trying to help women in science and engineering. And then we did some projects with the University of Illinois for medical research. And we really found our niche with trying to help veterans through PTSD or any of the issues that they have when transitioning back into the civilian world. Ultimately, we want to try to help stop veteran suicide. 22 veterans commit suicide every single day. And I think that number has gone up now to like 23 veterans a day. And it's just heartbreaking. And these are the people that put their lives on the line, you know, sacrifice so much to be on the front line, to defend the nation, or even just like police officers. And every day, they're the people that we call when there's trouble, the firefighters and everybody that runs into the towers when, you know, most people want to run out. And these are the people that, because of what they've seen or what they've gone through, they are suffering, and we want to use film to help them get through that. You also work hand-in-hand with veteran-powered films. How did this partnership take place? Veteran-powered films is an initiative that we started as a team. We started it with the film Tango Down. So through Silver Rose Entertainment, my production company, we tried to test this concept out where we hired and cast veterans and law enforcement, first responders, as much as possible. And we tried to involve them in every stage of the production process. So we try to feature veteran-owned businesses, and we try to create a platform for them to make movies. And at the same time, they can learn to work with professionals on the civilian side. And we try to bridge this gap between civilians and veterans so that Civilians can better understand veterans, and veterans can better transition back into the civilian world after they've served. They are also able to really connect with each other. Like on on our set, the veterans, even though they've never met each other, they were instantly able to connect. Like they joked, like family, like they've you know been serving all their lives. 
And it worked because at the end of the filming, I'll never forget this. There were a few veterans that came up to me separately on separate occasions, and they each said to me, Jules, you know, this project has saved my life. And one of them said it with tears in his eyes. He's like, you have no idea. You know, before I came on Tango Down, I was ready to take my life. I was at the very, very brink of it. And watching how much this project has really made a difference for them has been amazing. It just blows my mind. I'm just so touched by all of it, you know, um, and overwhelmed by all of it, honestly. One of the veterans completely quit drinking alcohol. He started working out every day. He started just really getting his artwork out there. I mean, I was so inspired. You know, he lost 60-something pounds, and he got so shredded. And another veteran, he said his work hours got cut from 60 hours down to 14. Or so. um, he had just lost a couple buddies, and he was really depressed. But after taking it down, he started to pursue his career again and got his resume up, he's got his website up, and he's doing really good things right now. Watching all of that and knowing that it does make a difference, it really inspired us to continue with that. We're hoping that, you know, just through artwork, veterans can heal. It's not just being a part of the cast and crew, but it's inviting veterans to create artwork for the set as well or to, you know, write screenplay and tell their stories. How important has veterans part of your team and part of your family? I think you hit the nail on the head with that. It's not just a film team. They really have become my family, you know. For someone like myself who really doesn't have a family, it's like throughout my entire life I've been trying to connect to people and I thought, you know, someday I'm gonna I'm gonna build that family and it was very surprising to find that family on the set of Tango Down. Um, one of the writers, he's a, a Marine veteran. His name is Rick Swift, and he runs a website, a blog that, like, reviews film. And it's actually really fun. You should check it out. It's called Film Grouch, or filmgrouch.com, or you can follow him on Film Grouch as well. But his reviews are really raw and real and funny and um, just like he pulls no punches but he came on to tango down as a writer and he's been there since the very beginning i mean there were times when i just wanted to rip people's heads out and you know just wanted to smash things it's it's there are hard moments but he was he was there every step of the way and a lot of the other veterans were as well and it's just incredible to see this brotherhood it, it real it's real brotherhood exists you know, a bunch of veterans coming in to sacrifice their time and their money and do whatever it takes to accomplish the mission. Julia, talk about Tango Down. It's won some film festival awards. Talk to us about this film that's so important to you. It kind of explores the, the theme of brotherhood and some of the very difficult decisions that service members have to make when they're overseas. Sometimes you have just a split second to make a very difficult decision. Do you kill the bad guy? Do you not? If you let him go, then you know that a lot of other people are going to get killed. If you kill the bad guy, there's rules of engagement, there's consequences. And so Tango Down explores some of those difficult decisions and the consequences that these Marines have to deal with once they get back home from the service and how these consequences challenge them, challenge the Brotherhood. And Brotherhood is a very interesting you know, between service members because it's like a bond that these guys 
build they they have with each other, and it's it's a kind of bond that you only get when you've served together, where you are willing to give your life for somebody. That's what the story is a little bit about. We've gone to a few film festivals, and we won best short film at a couple of them, so that's exciting. We are doing our first red carpet premiere now in Palm Springs. It's going to be on October 26th, and then after that, we're going to go to distribution. I'm supposed to ask you how much fun was it working on an open set at a biker bar? (laughs) It was uh, challenging and interesting. (laughs) There were were some homeless people, I don't know, angry people off the street that we're kind of territorial, and they wanted our production to leave. And so we got hostile, and they were yelling. And I think it's a, I don't know, I don't know how many people were actually packing. <laughs> but we did have a lot of veterans. And I believe at one point, Rudy, Rudy Reyes, he, you know, Recon Marini went out and yelled at them. And a band just showed up as well. I think we, uh, there was a miscommunication, and the location got double booked. So we had to all dish out some cash and try to make that band go away. But it was a very interesting experience for sure. It's a very uh, tense, tense situation. <laughs> but we got the shot that we needed and everything worked out good time. <laughs> Sometimes social media can be a powerful force. And you recently wrote, quote, do not let yourself be defined by the limitations of others. They do not see what you see. They cannot envision what you are capable of. You keep building and eventually they will get it, unquote. How have you been limited by others? I mean, I would say that I, I definitely have had a lot of experiences like that. Like, for example, my parents would tell me what I'm, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not this or that. But most of the posts I put out there are for my friends because a lot of people come to me and they ask, for advice, I'm like that person that everybody comes to because I'm like their sister, their mother, their every their best friend. They sometimes they're depressed or they're suffering or whatever, and yet I see in them these beautiful human beings with such amazing potential, and they're not doing what they they can be doing because of the negativity that surrounds them. Being um, kind of experienced miracles myself I'm like dude you can do anything in the beginning when I was training to do pull-ups I could barely do a flexed arm hang for one second and that's with assistance but by the end of the year I was doing eight pull-ups nine pull-ups like in one year's time even carrying the the guy the actor on tango down you know I'm I was about 110 pounds maybe and he was over 200 pounds and with full gear we had a a rucksack that didn't have a quick release and so it wasn't easy to get his leg over my shoulder in such a way that I could fire him and carry him easily but I trained for that I trained I did a lot of squats I did fireman carry training and I was able to carry him like he was more than twice my weight with all of our full gear on it's amazing what you can actually do when you put your mind and your heart to it and you're consistent in your training and most importantly that you believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself you know other people aren't going to either in your instagram you posted a photo of you back when you first started in the industry dominatrix outfit see-through shirt (laughs) how has your examination of your own self-worth changed since that picture was taken 
oh my gosh, Lana was awful. Like from the beginning, you know, I experienced a lot of those me too. And I never shared it with anyone because I was frightened because there were all these people who had won Academy Awards, who were showrunners, or super multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires, even one multi-trillionaire who had propositions and somehow asked me to smoke pot or whatever with them in their jacuzzi, asked me to come and sleep with them, and, and so many terrible things, and I walked away from it every single time. I just couldn't, I couldn't do this, you know, like, it was so dirty to me, and I hated it so much, and I started to think, like, what's a girl got to do to get a job in this industry? <laughs> I'm like, you have to, like, blow some dick? Like, what, what do we have to do? Like, I'm not going to do that, and, and it really, I was just so upset about everything. But what I learned over the years is that that's not the only way in. There's lots of really good people in the industry. There's lots of good people. There's lots of good people in the world. It's our job to pick and choose the ones that we want to surround ourselves with and the ones that we want to work with. And most importantly, bring something to the table. I started studying, producing, I started shadowing directors. Jay Ken Drassiker was one of the first directors I, I shadowed on Chuck. He is the Broken Lizard. He did Super Troopers. So he was a really good director. And it was inspiring to watch that. So I started to educate myself and take courses in producing and filmmaking. And when you really start to believe in your vision, you really start to do things, like I started seeing the results of my labor. You know, I started seeing how things were coming together and the good people that I had so desperately wanted to meet 20 years ago, they started coming to me. They were like, I see that you're doing really good work and I want to work with you. I was like, this is, this is working. You just work hard, you build something, and you will meet the right people. Actress from Tango Down also Filmmaker, director, Julia Ling joins us beyond the mic. What one thing that you know now you would love to have told yourself before you even started acting? I would say, oh my goodness, there's so many things I would say. One would be get out of acting classes and get out into the real world and be more curious about everything because acting is bringing reality to the screen, you know, and you can really, you get that by being among different people in the world and just constantly like being curious and learning as much as you can. Whereas like I was, I thought all the answers were in an acting book, you know, in my classes. The acting classes are great and they give you like a good little head start, like a little, some tools but you really need to get out there, you know, and, and learn. And then the other thing is I would say learn to tell people to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you working on now, and who would you like to work with next? I'll start with the second question. I really, really want to work with General James Mattis, Mad Dog. He might actually be coming on one of our projects, so I'm really, really hoping for that. And also Clint Eastwood, I love his films, and he's always been an inspiration to me. Currently, I'm working on a couple of projects, a huge documentary that starts January 
13th of next year is when we start filming it. It's with this guy, John Preston. He's a Marine veteran and also a firefighter. His brother was also a Marine veteran and police officer, and his brother committed suicide a few years back on January 13th. And so we're starting this project in honor of him. And John Preston is going to be walking or hiking with 22 kilos a day, so that's about 48 pounds on his back, over 22 miles every day for 26 days from the Bay Area down to San Diego. And along the journey, we've invited a lot of people to come along. We have some special guests that we haven't announced yet. It's called 22 and You, and the You is the all the special guests that are coming to share their stories. And we are hoping that through this documentary that we can really reach out to more people. I mean, just on Tangle Down alone, and even John Preston has said that on his music alone in the past few years, we've received so many messages from people all around the world, you know, saying how much Tangle Down has inspired them, or John Preston said his music, you know, has inspired those people to help them, you know, pick up martial arts and start boxing again or start living again and not take their lives. And so we're thinking, like, just imagine what we can do if we try to do something a little bit more that involves more people, you know. So we're hoping that it'll it'll be, you know, send a good message. Uh, we're also working on a horror film, a feature film. is kind of a blend between The Walking Dead and Aliens. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It scares me every time. I'm like, I've done like a whole bunch of horror films recently, like over the past few years. I feel like I've been doing nothing but horror films. and But I cannot watch it. Like, I can't watch because it frightens me. But yet I keep doing them. If you've been doing all these horror films, you have to have your perfect horror scream. What does it sound like? Oh my God. Okay. That was terrible. Hold on. Try that again because that was horrible. I sounded more like Godzilla, I think. Oh my gosh, it's so putting me on the spot. And it's like, now I sound like a dinosaur that has a cold. I'll have to work on it. Work on that. Speaking of putting you on the spot, time's running out, so it's time for the Rocking Eight. First thing that comes to your mind. Uh, yes. No pressure. What hobby do you do in your downtime? I like archery. I like to shoot arrows and targets. If you weren't an actor, you would have been? An engineer. Chemical engineer, probably. What event in your life would make a great movie? Oh. This is kind of a long one. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So, it was in college. Dorm formal. We called it the dormal. And this guy, he just kept messing up. Like, he showed up super late. You know, he was like, he had a comb with him. And he was trying to straighten his hair through the whole thing. And during the dinner, he accidentally spilled the water on me. And when we exited, he forgot his dance tickets. And we parked, you know, two blocks up the hill. And I had to walk up with my high heels. And it was just a horrible night for him all in all. I'm giving you the super quick notes version. And at the very end of the night, when he drops me off back at my college room, he goes, Julia, there's something I've been wanting to tell you. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, well, I I just want to tell you that I... And immediately after that, the security van was behind him, honking, honking. They're like, you cannot park here in the street. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. 
So he pull, he drives around the corner and he stops somewhere else and he tries again. He's like, I, I just wanted to tell you. And the same security fan is right behind honking. And this happens three times. And finally, I'm like, you know what, dude? Just drop me off, park your car, come over, and we'll talk. So he does that. So he does that and he comes over. And he's like, you know, Julie, I just want you to know that I, I have a crush on you. I've always liked you. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't feel the same way. And then... He's like, oh, well, well, let me give you this. And he pulls out this long rod with a whole bunch of melted chocolate at the end. And I'm just like, what is that? And he's like, he had it in his suit the whole night during the whole dance. He didn't give it to me until the end of the night. He's like, it's supposed to be a rose. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. Thank you. Thank you for this melted blob. But anyway, so that was how it ended. Disaster date. Okay, favorite weapon? Um, so many. Oh, my God. You have to pick one. Um, mm, I would say the one that I built, my AR-15, because it's got nickel bond ECGs, it's super lightweight, it's got a slim handguard that's ultra lightweight, and it fires like it's really good. I don't have a scope on it right now, but just um, iron sights. But it fires really smoothly. Favorite sport? I guess swimming these days. Swimming. Biggest pet peeve? Mm, when people try to fake things, like purchase followers and stuff, and like that's so annoying. I don't like that. Favorite guilty pleasure? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Ice cream? <laughs> okay, you're sitting down at a table to eat your favorite meal. What is it? <laughs> Her favorite hobby is archery. She would have been a chemical engineer. She wants you to support a veteran, actor, producer, nerd, and extraordinary woman, Julia Ling. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.